This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's been one year since Apple announced app tracking transparency. This is the new privacy feature that Apple promised would keep companies from following you around the internet and then sharing your data with even more companies. The idea looked pretty simple. You just tell your phone not to track and poof, no more tracking. Apple even released an ad that literally showed these trackers poofing into thin air. When it launched, some people thought it would turn the online ad market upside down. Meta, Facebook's parent company, even said it would cost them billions of dollars in lost revenue. But if you fast forward to now, when you use your phone, do you think anything's really changed? Did Apple really kill tracking online? No. If you thought, and maybe some of Apple's promotion of this would have led you to think this pretty easily, that this was going to completely stop you from being tracked, completely stop you from being targeted by ads, like it didn't. Uh, but it did do something. That's Recode Sarah Morrison. She joins us now to explain what's going on. So, okay, very briefly, what this feature is supposed to do is it stops you from being tracked like across apps. So data that's collected about you in one app is not supposed to be combined with the data that's collected about you from another app or like lots of other apps or lots of other internet things. It's been a mixed bag because it does actually seem to do the technical thing it's supposed to do, but that thing only stops like one kind of tracking. And then there are others that are still allowed that are happening. You say it does the technical thing it's supposed to do. What exactly is that? Walk me through it. So basically, when you're using an app, your phone is sending out this unique identifier. That's called the identifier for advertisers or the IDFA. If you're collecting data about an device across a whole bunch of apps, you know that that's the device because of that identifier. What app tracking transparency does is it doesn't send that out unless you affirmatively say you want it to. So the trackers that are in you know, a bunch of apps they don't know that it's you using all of them. So they're not able to collect data about you across a whole bunch of apps. It's just what you do in one app is supposed to just stay in that app, like Las Vegas. Got it. Okay, so so for example, if I'm looking for flights to Las Vegas in the Kayak app, if I'm not using Apple's tracking tool, there's a way for Facebook to actually know that I'm looking for flights to Las Vegas in a different app. Because Facebook and Kayak are both sharing my profile, that IDFA, and so they're sharing the data that is happening in both apps? Yeah. So I don't know if Kayak does have Meta's trackers in its app, but like, let's say that it did. So then, yeah, Meta would know that you are looking for uh, flights to Vegas. 
But then Meta has trackers in like a whole bunch of apps. So if you're using like a period tracker app and Meta has a thing in that, it also can say, okay, well, you're probably a, a, a woman of childbearing age. Um, if you're using like, you know, I don't know, a fitness app, then it, it also knows that you're interested in fitness, right? So it could, so that's like three data points that it can then, you know, use to sort of f- better figure out who you are and then target ads based on that. And if you don't know that Meta was getting something from those three apps, you just don't realize that profiles are being built about you this way. And then you can get an ad that's like kind of creepy and wonder how did that even happen? And that's how it happened. Well, I don't like the sound of that, but you said that Apple's new feature actually does stop that cross-app tracking, but does it stop all tracking? No. So this is like a specific kind of tracking. It's a specific kind of like figuring out who you are across all of them. It doesn't mean that all kinds of tracking are stopping. It doesn't mean that Apple is forbidding all kinds of tracking. And then there's also, you know, some maybe shadier (laughs) companies that are still trying to track you across apps through other means, even though that's, you know, against Apple's rules. Let's start with the shady stuff. What's what's that and how does it work? So what some of these shadier companies do is uh, it's called fingerprinting. Basically, if they collect enough sort of specific data points about your actual device, they can identify it across all of these apps basically the same way that identifier would have. Um, so, you know, like the device name, specific settings that you have, like just all kinds of stuff that you probably wouldn't even have realized would identify you. And then when they're all combined together, you know, they have a pretty good idea of who you are. And you said that this is not being stopped by Apple. Can Apple stop it from happening? What they've done is they've said, you're not allowed to do this. So it's against their rules. If they catch you doing it, you'll get in trouble. But there's some reports that suggest they're not really enforcing this as well as they could. So, you know, I talked to a researcher who also like uh, wrote about this. He looked at this and he said, it does appear that you know, trackers are still able to get this information. It appears that they might be. So it's pretty safe to assume that that's probably still happening. And you said that there were tracking methods that Apple was okay with, that it was still allowing. What are those? So they're still allowed to like sort of target you or like track you like an aggregate. So like you're not getting an ad to you specifically, but you're getting an ad as part of a group you know, that you're in, like, I don't know, women 18 to 45, as opposed to like, you know, Sarah's iPhone, I guess. So that's sort of more anonymized. You know, you might, that might feel less creepy. There's also something that's kind of not exactly like targeting you specifically, which is called like contextual advertising. That's been going on since probably advertising was invented. If you're looking at a site about maternity clothes, Someone's probably going to put ads about like baby equipment (laughs) to you because they can guess pretty well what you're also interested in. All right. So there's this sort of aggregate tracking where sort of anonymized and you're part of a group. But I wonder what if I'm in a specific app and I'm signed in, let's say I'm signed into my Amazon account and I'm, I'm shopping. Can Apple do anything about Amazon tracking me in that app? No, it can't. And um, I don't think it really wants to. What you're talking about is called like first party data. When you're logged into or using a specific site, you know, interacting directly with that company, you have some kind of relationship with that company. They're going to collect the data that you give them and then they're going to market things to you or target ads to you, you know, based on it. 
that kind of tracking is still allowed to happen. It's still happening. Um, and it's also becoming more valuable and important to all of these companies as the other way of tracking them is getting harder and harder to do. I think that the thing that Apple's done here is they've stopped or tried to stop as best they can the kind of tracking that feels the most invasive and like the most creepy to people. They just haven't, you know, they haven't to stop the other stuff. Well, how does this actually work? How do users opt out of tracking? And do we have any idea how many have? So this is actually probably the most obvious that this change has been to you if you have an iPhone, which is you open an app and you get this prompt that says, you know, so-and-so would like to, to track you. And then you have two choices, ask app not to track or uh, allow app to track. And if you pick, you know, the first one, nothing's changed. Your identifier wasn't going out and it's still not going out. If you pick ask app to track, then your identifier, you know, starts to go out. So, you know, a lot of the companies that do this were pretty afraid that once people had this very obvious uh choice put in front of them and they had to opt into being tracked, they were not going to do it. And they were right. So, <laughs> uh, the majority of, of people opted out of being tracked. Estimates have really varied uh, from, I think, like 26% of people wanted to be tracked to 46% of people want to be tracked. Apple says it doesn't have those numbers, but basically we know that the majority of users ask not to be tracked. And that's like hundreds of millions of devices. And that's the people that, you know, got the prompt and made the choice. There's also a way in your device's settings to just say, I don't even want to get this choice at all. Opt me out just preemptively. And, you know, we can assume that there's, a, you know, several people who made that choice as well. All right. So you said that companies, especially companies that do targeted advertising, don't like this. So what do we know about how this has affected their business? You mentioned Facebook specifically, Meta, its parent company. What does Meta think of this? I mean, Meta is probably the good example to use here because it's obviously a huge company. Tracking and data collection is its business model. Uh, and it was very loud about how it didn't think this was fair and it shouldn't happen and it was going to hurt all the businesses that rely on ads on Meta because the ads wouldn't be targeted as accurately. And you know, that seems to have been true, maybe not as bad as some people thought it might be. But, you know, in their earnings for, our, you know, the end of last year, they said, yeah, we predict that we're going to make $10 billion less in revenue because of this change, which isn't a ton of money, I guess, in the long run for Facebook. But it also, I think, made investors very scared. And what about the companies that are buying targeted ads that are trying to reach certain kinds of customers. Do you have any idea if they, as Meta suggested, have taken a hit because of this? I mean, I've, I've seen some companies say like, yeah, this has been really bad for us. Companies that were like doing like almost all of their advertising, you know, on Meta, uh, I think have, have really suffered. It depends on, I think, what you're selling um, and how, if you're going to be, you know, impacted more than others. Uh, but I also talked this to some companies that said, we just shifted our ad spending to um, other platforms where we're getting better results than we were before. So we're just, we're going to go to where, you know, our ads are going to go the furthest. And there are still places where we can do that. Places that use first party data. Okay, Sarah, well, taking all this into account, I wonder if you could 
break down the winners and losers of Apple's new anti-tracking feature? Sure. So I think the losers are pretty obvious that the companies that for you know one way or another were really relying on this kind of tracking from the companies that did it to the ones who were buying ads based off of it. Uh, and then the winners are going to be the companies that collected a lot of the kinds of data that that are allowed because like, again, that data became that much more valuable. And the larger your company is and the more access it has to the more data, uh, the better you're going to be doing. So then we see companies like, you know, Amazon doing pretty well with this. Google actually, you know, doing pretty well with this. And, and if you're somebody who is concerned that these big, powerful companies are getting bigger and more powerful, you might be a loser there, uh, but those companies uh, are winning. Well, at least would it be safe to say that Apple users are a winner in all this? Is that their privacy is a little bit better than it was before? The short answer is yes. The longer answer is kind of. Apple presented this, you know, in in that ad as you you hit a button and then everything tracking you goes away. Uh, We know that some of the things tracking you have gone away, but not all of them. Uh, But there's also this other part to it where it's, I think, made people more aware of how some of this stuff is happening or that it is happening. It's made them feel like they have more control over it. And I think overall, that is a good thing. There's a trend towards, you know, better privacy, not tracking people on a user level. And I think we'll see that overall, you know, companies will just have to stop doing that one way or another, and they won't do it as much. And again, that's a good thing, too. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Today's episode was produced and mixed by Sophie Lalonde. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.